friends, we can all listen to the sunny side of sports. Good job, bro. This is sunny side of sports. Right here on the Voice of America. Voice of America. Sporty greetings to all our Voice of America listeners. This is VOA Sonny Young in Washington. Welcome to the February 27th edition of the Sunday Side of Sports. Our starting line for Monday show is African Cycling. Eritrea's Muluberhan Henak won Sunday's eighth and final stage in the Tour du Rwanda, and in the process, he also won the race's overall title. Henock covered the 75-kilometer course in Kigali in 2 hours, 4 minutes, and 52 seconds. The Italian Walter Calzoni finished in the same time. Henock and Calzoni were 1-2 in the overall standings. Again, they had the same total time, 28 hours, 58 minutes, and 1 second. Joining us now from Kigali with more on the 2023 Tour du Rwanda is Ejen Uimana. Sporty greetings, Ejen. Sporty greetings, Sonny. Mwebaran Henok is the fourth Eritrean to claim the Tour du Rwanda. The 23-year youngster won the Tour after beating Italian Arizona Water. Henok writes for Green Project, Baridianic, an Italian team that came to Rwanda with a lot of confidence. After catching a breath, he said he has always dreamt of taking the Tour de Rwanda. Finally, after a long time, to win in Rwanda is, uh, I speak true, uh, I dream a lot to win in Rwanda, a long time, but uh, with God, with everything, finally I got it, what I get, uh, a lot of dream for my family, for my fans, for everything, congrats. The yellow jersey given to the race's overall leader was not decided until Henock led the peloton in the last stage. He had lost the yellow jersey and had an accident which made many fans think he was out of contention. But he emerged triumphant. Yeah, before yesterday I had a crash and I had a cramp in the last 300 meters. But uh, with the team, they give me really motivation not to be nervous because the two stages is uh, really hard. Then I wait and I managed uh, yesterday to bring it to home here. In the general classification results here in Rwanda, the best climber is the South African prison Mark Oliver. The best sprinter is the Dutchman Fusha James. The best young rider is the Italian Calzone Water. The best African is over winner Murwebran Henock. And the best team is Spain's Euskaltel Euskadi. <laughs> Cycling is becoming more popular in Rwanda. On the street, men and women children cheered the riders during the eight-day competition. This is amazing. I like cycling because it is a sport that finds me home. See, I'm standing at my gate and I enjoy this international spectacle. The only problem is that my fair woman has not won. To Rwanda 2023 had eight stages and covered almost 1,055 kilometers. Rwanda will also host the 2025 World Cycling Championships. For the sunny side of sports, I'm Eugene Uimana in Rwanda. Thanks, Ejen. In African athletics, 
Ethiopia's reigning world champion in the women's 5,000 meters, Gudolf Segai, moved down in distance over the weekend and dominated the women's 3,000 meters at the Birmingham World Indoor Tour Final in England. In fact, she came close to setting a world record, as we hear now from the energetic Andy Edwards in Birmingham. Sporty greetings, Andy! Sporty greetings, Sonny. We had a close shave the world indoor record in the women's 3,000 metres by one of the star Ethiopians and the latest chapter in the remarkable rise of an emerging star from Benin, plus plenty of highlights all round. First of the women's 3,000 metres. Gudaf Segai is the world champion outdoors at 5,000 and world indoor record holder at 1,500, so had strong credentials to attack the world mark of her fellow Ethiopian, Genzebe Dibaba. She went so close, just nine hundredths of a second outside, and her time of 8 minutes 16.69 was the second fastest ever. A distant runner-up was Ethiopia's world junior champion at 5,000, Mizan Alem. For Gudaf Segai, striving for a world record was all about the tiny margins. Yeah, because my training is always hard work. Uh, I'm ready for world record, uh, but sometimes uh, athletics is uh, training and competition not same sometimes. Uh, but training is very good shop, but one one day is <laughs> like not for training is competition. Uh, problem for pacemaker, for uh, Sometimes for uh, all the body. In the women's 800, Benin looks to have a contender for a world championship medal this year in Noeli Yirago. Until this indoor season, she has consistently been a semi-finalist at the top level, but has proved a revelation this year, second fastest in the world indoors. She was slightly off form in this final but has achieved so much already and at the age of 37. Yeah, I'm so happy with my season right now. Uh, I changed the coach since uh, last year, so we work differently. Me, for me, uh, 30, 37 years is just a, a, a number. So <laughs> You're just a teenager. Because I see, like... You, you've been semi-finalist, Olympics, world championships, but now the times you are running, you take that form outdoors and you will be a contender, challenger for medals. Yeah, I think I will go back and work harder uh, for the great season also because uh, I always uh, uh, stop in the semi-final. This time uh, I would like to get... Uh, in the final and you know when you reach the final everything can happen so and how how different do you train now compared to your previous coach how different is it you know this year i train with uh, claudia Bobochia, who is a, is a 1500 meter runner so i did more i developed more endurance this year aerobic system <laughs> well we look forward to seeing you noeli on the track outdoors this year Thank you. Thank you so much, and uh, thank you to having me in Birmingham. Grant Holloway of the USA is the reigning outdoor world champion in the high hurdles and world record holder indoors. He comfortably won the 60-metre hurdles in 7.35 and the series title for the event. The Olympic silver medalist now has his sights on being the best outdoors as well. 
Yeah, I think consistency is the main thing. You know, once you have consistency in this race, you're able to always, you know, even on your worst day, that it, it could be good. I think my slowest time this year was 7:39 or 7:40. You know, five, five, five milliseconds off of what I just ran today. So, really looking forward to it all. And you know, I think this is going to go. Wow, Pina got a huge roar. <laughs> I think it's going to be good just to see what happens. And then I'm looking forward to the outdoor season with the way I've been hurdling my technique and everything. So, we'll see what happens. It seems that Holloway's excellence is also spurred on by a friendly rivalry with his fellow American Dan Roberts. The latter is having his best year and finished second to Holloway in this final. They've been rivals on the track since college days. It's always good to know that one of our best friends, but also he's one of my biggest competitors, so it just makes it more fun, more like, also more nerve-wracking sometimes, but it's exciting every time I come out here to compete. It seems your, your friendly rivalry goes back to college days as well. Oh yeah, even honestly before college, we raced, I think it was New Balance Nationals in 2015, I believe. So that was the first time we ever raced against each other, and then it's been every year since then, so it's been fun. Is this your best indoor season, setting you up for what you hope will be a good, very good outdoor season? Most definitely, most consistent by far, but also with the consistency with some very fast times, which I'm very, very happy about going to outdoors. So um, I think 2019 I ran 7.41 and outdoors, my fastest was 13 flat. So hopefully with my 7.39 this year, it'll drop a little bit more to get under that 13 flat mark. So... <laughs> Trinidad and Tobago have had a consistently strong squad in the men's 4x4 in recent years. Jareem Richards is one of their key members. Winner of the World Indoor 400-metre title last year, he won his event comfortably in the series title for one lap. Um, I think I'm in a really good spot, similar to where I was last year. Um, I'm actually learning to pace a race better than the 400, so I'm definitely excited. And you've come through the indoor season, well, a, a tour winner in your event, and with no little problems injury-wise, you're free of that? No, very healthy. Give thanks and praise to Jesus Christ. I have a healthy season, but it feels really good. And, you know, I'm expecting a, a season as good and as better than I did last past season. The curtain closes on the indoor season, as it did for cross-country the previous weekend at Bathurst in Australia. Those who emerged as overall event winners from the World Indoor Tour have qualified automatically for the World Championships in Glasgow in Scotland next March. But the imminent challenge is the outdoor track season and the World Championships in Budapest. For the sunny side of sports, this is Andy Edwards at the World Indoor Tour final in Birmingham, England. Hello everybody, my name is Grant Holloway, Olympian, world record holder, and double world champion in the 110 meter hurdles and you're listening to the sunny side of sports on the voice of america voa brings you the best in african music on the african beat african beat showcases the latest and the greatest of contemporary african music from bobo music to hip life bonga flavor to sukus afrobeat to dumbolo and makosa to kwaito the african beat on voa has it all and it's happening right here, Mondays through Fridays at 09.05 and 20.05 UTC, right after the international news. Around the clock, the Voice of America keeps you in touch with the latest news. Tune in at the top of every hour, every day of the week. For the five-minute VOA newscast. We bring you reports from our correspondents and interviews with newsmakers from around the globe. Give us five minutes and we'll give you the world. The your trusted source for news and information. 
You're listening to the sunny side of sports on The Voice of America. Prince Nesta joins us once again for a look at the weekend European club football highlights. Sporty greetings, Prince. Sporty greetings to you too, Sonny. Nigerian striker Victor Simhen netted to ensure leaders Napoli cruise to a 2 0 win against Empoli in Syria. The 24 year old has now scored in his 82 Premier League games, becoming only the first player to do so since five time Ballon d'Or winner Cristiano Ronaldo, who scored in 11 consecutive matches for Juventus. Moving on to the English Premier League, then striker Gabriel Martinelli netted to help leaders Arsenal secure a 1-0 win against Leicester City at the King Power team. The Gunners, who have now won consecutive Premier League matches, will next face Everton on Wednesday, while Leicester will host Blackburn in an FA Cup clash scheduled to be played on Tuesday, before heading to Southampton this Saturday. The lone goal scorer shared his thoughts on the match. We needed to win at any context, and I think we did it. Uh, clean sheet and uh, in, in this league you, you need to 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 win the games uh, in this way and today we did it and as I said I think we deserved the result. Arsenal manager Mikel Ateta also assessed his team's performance. To do what the team has done here today it's it's very very difficult. I think we dominated the game from the start almost to finish. We had a period of 10-12 minutes where we give so many balls away that we lost a little bit of control. But in general, I think our player and standing off spaces, how they were pressing, how we got into final third positions was excellent. We liked a little bit that final pass to score more or create bigger chances. Um, I think we went over the decision, obviously, with the disallowed goal that was difficult to take. But to stay really focused and determined to continue to do that. And then I think defensively we were incredible because to restrict Leicester to one shot of target in the whole game at home, it's it's an extremely difficult thing to do and, and the players did really well. Leicester manager Brendan Rodgers hit praise on Arsenal following his team's defeat against the Premier League leaders. Listen, they were clearly better than us. You know, with the ball, the kept the ball really well I think from a defensive perspective we, we limited them to, to opportunities I thought first half defensive we were too passive which surprised me you know we uh, our idea like uh, has been in the last numbers of weeks like it is most weeks is to be really aggressive in the game but we, we were too passive and then that ended up we were passive in our when we had the ball we still had some opportunities on breakaways but we weren't quick enough and technically Fast enough when we when we had it. Second half was better. There was there was more aggression, which then allowed us to maybe give them more problems coming through the field. But when we got to the final third, we just couldn't quite find that uh, that last pass. So we're disappointed with the goal we gave away. We had good control of the ball and we were in a good position just to make passes. But we we get rid of it and then. Uh, Martinelli breaks away and scores. That's Leicester manager Brendan Rodgers sharing thoughts on his team's loss against Arsenal in the Premier League. Manchester City cruised to a 4-1 victory at Bournemouth thanks to goals from Julian Alvarez, Aling Haaland, Phil Foden and an own goal by Chris Mitham. The citizens moved to within two points of the Gunners at the top of the Premier League standings while Bournemouth dropped to the relegation zone. City manager Pep Guardiola assessed his team's performance. I'm very pleased with what I've seen. I'm seeing every day the mood of the locker room is exceptional. The training sessions are really, really good and everyone is helping each other. And It's tough because we play a lot, a lot of games away this last month 
a lot and no recovery, three days in between games, big travels, a lot of pressure, demanding physicality and today come here and behave like we behave made me feel okay still we wanna we have the desire to try it and to try it. So We'll try. We'll try to fight for this Premier League. I don't have any doubts. That's Manchester City manager Pep Guardiola discussing his team's emphatic win against Bournemouth in the Premier League. Only Watkins scored for the fifth successive match to help Aston Villa beat Everton 2-0, while Mana Solomon equalised to rescue a one-all draw for Fulham at home to Wolves. Liverpool also forced to a nil-nil draw against Crystal Palace at Selhurst Park. The Reds are hoping to recover some confidence after 5-2 Champions League drubbing by Spanish giants Real Madrid. They are now 7th in the league while Crystal Palace remain 12th. The Eagles have quite a tough schedule lined up with upcoming matches against Manchester City, rivals Brighton and leaders Arsenal coming up in March. Liverpool manager Jurgen Klopp shared his thoughts on the match. Dynamic was good. Um, the passes were good. In the end, because we had didn't threat them in behind enough, um, so we had to play in between the lines, and they were super aggressive. Um, we lost balls, but they won balls as well, and, and then they had their moments. But in the end, again, nobody wants to hear that. Very typical game in Crystal Palace. The, the big difference for us um, is that... Usually we, we score one or two from the chances we have. We didn't do that tonight. French legend of Senegalese descent and Crystal Palace manager Patrick Vieira assessed his team's performance. I think it was um, a good game from our side. I think we played with a lot of intensity, discipline, and we started the game quite really well. I think in the first half we had those opportunities that we didn't take at the end. And then in the second half... They had a really good spell in the first 20 minutes and it was really difficult for us, but we managed to not concede a goal and that was important for us to to deal well those difficult periods during the games. And um, and after that, I think we finished uh, the game in a better way. That's Crystal Palace manager Patrick Vieira discussing his team's performance against Liverpool in the Premier League. Reporting for the sunny side of sports and Prince Nestor. Thanks, Prince. Still with the Premier League, Chelsea's troubles deepened with a 2-0 loss to fierce London rival Tottenham. Oliver Skip and Harry Kane scored goals to pile more misery on Chelsea's manager, Graham Potter, whose team has won only once in its past 11 matches. The feeling amongst the players that is, is one of support. They, they're, they're fighting for each other. They're fighting for the team. They want to do better. And they're hurting. They, they are. I feel for them. Fourth place Tottenham, meanwhile, strengthened its bid for a Champions League qualifying spot by moving four points clear of Newcastle having played two games more. In France, Paris Saint-Germain got two goals from superstar Kylian Mbappe and another from superstar Lionel Messi as League One leader PSG beat Marseille 3-0. Mbappe tops the league scoring charts with 17 goals. Second place Marseille now trails defending champion PSG by eight points in the League One standings. In African women's football, Zambia recently warmed up for this year's FIFA Women's World Cup tournament with victories over Uzbekistan and North Macedonia and a loss to Slovenia at the Turkish Women's Cup competition. For more on Zambia's World Cup preparations, 
Iron Mike Mbonye spoke with Zambia's head coach, Bruce Mwape. We actually won two games and uh, we lost one, uh, the other one by 1-0. The first one we won 1-0, then the second one, the last one, it was 4-0. Although we also played uh, a, a, a friendly a practice game against a, a team from Switzerland, the men's team. We actually had uh, a very good experience because uh, we were meeting uh, different teams all together. And um, being the first time, and the girls expressed themselves uh, uh, properly, although we, we missed a lot of uh, chances. Because even the first game that we lost, we could have won that game. But uh, we couldn't find them. During the playing tour of Turkey, did you try out some new players? Yeah, actually, we uh, we, we tried uh, some um, uh, some players. Anyway, a few of them, uh, if not uh, two, three, uh, we are we are we are new players. Uh, the likes of El. Uh, Chanda, she used to play for the national team some years back, but um, she stayed out for almost four, four years now. Those are some of the players that we, we, we tried, and um, they one of the central defenders and uh, the, the, the right uh, wing back, about uh, three of them, and uh, they actually performed well. Coach, are you impressed with your preparations for the FIFA World Cup scheduled for Australia and New Zealand in July and August this year? Yeah, actually, I was. Uh, I'm actually very impressed with um, uh, the, the association have lined up uh, in uh, the preparation uh, in preparation for the um, for for the um, uh, World Cup because. Um, Okay, starting from um, uh, somewhere in um, this year, early this year, we, we went to, to Colombia, and from Colombia, we have uh, been to Turkey, where we played uh, two or three games, but in Colombia, we played uh, two games, uh, five all together, and we are yet to play another friendly uh, somewhere uh, in April. Early, I think, uh, early April. So, uh, according to to me, I think uh, it's uh, we've got a, a, a nice plan. You have another engagement in April. Which country? Where are you going to uh, play the friendly match in April? In April, we might uh, play um, South Korea. That uh, that is where we are heading. Mm, and there are a few other friendlies that will, will play before we go to, to, to the World Cup. What's the overall assessment of your players, coach, as you prepare for this World Cup, for the friendlies you play so far? Okay, at the moment, I can say we are, we are, we are, we are ready because we, we haven't come up with a, a final, final team. We are yet to, to make a final team. We are just comparing the professionals. Uh, with uh, the the local the local players, but uh, as far as I'm concerned, uh, all of them are actually fighting for positions, and uh, which is uh, which is good because we have uh, already 
uh, created uh, competition. So I'm sure by the by the end of um, May, somewhere there, that's when I can uh, that's when I can um, say we are ready or we are not ready. But I'm sure by that time we will be. The, the team will be complete and uh, will be ready for the tournament. That's Bruce Mwape, the head coach of Zambia's national women's football team, nicknamed the Copper Queens. And Coach Mwape spoke with Iron Mike Mbonye on the telephone from Chingola, Zambia. And hearing Coach Mwape talk about the Copper Queens sparks this memory. Sporty greetings. This is Memory Malisawa, Media Officer of Copper Queens of Zambia. You are listening to the sunny side of sports on The Voice of America. Hi, this is Larry London, the host of VOA's Border Crossings, where we feature music and interviews along with your favorite artists from around the world. Tune in and interact live with us here in Washington, D.C. Hello, Shirin. Hello, Larry. How are you? Good. How are you tonight? Border Crossings comes to you Monday through Friday at 1500 UTC GMT. Thanks, Larry. That's Larry London, a man who's always ready to cross musical borders. I encourage our sunny side of sports listeners to follow me on Facebook and Twitter. My Facebook address is facebook.com forward slash VOA Sunny. Once again, that address, facebook.com forward slash VOA Sunny. And my Twitter handle is at VOA Sunny Sports. Once again, my Twitter handle, at VOA Sunny Sports. Samson O'Malley joins us now with more African football news. We begin with results of matches played in the CAF Champions League this past weekend. Tanzania's Simba SE beat Uganda's Vipers 1-0 at the St. Mary Stadium in the outskirts of Kampala in the East African Derby in Group C, while in the north it was Osperance who defeated Egyptian side Zamalek 2-0 in raids to remain top of Group D. Congo's AS Vita Club picked up their first win in Group A after seeing off Algerian outfit JS Kabile 1-0 at home on Saturday. In Libya, Paulo D'Souza's first half penalty was all Elmerick needed as it secured their first Group D victory with a 1-0 win over Algeria CL Brozudad at the Matayas of Benonia Stadium. Defending champions, weighted athletic club held their nerve to edge out Angola's Petro de Luanda by a long goal in Casablanca on Friday and notch up their first victory in the group stages of the CAF Champions League. Record champions Al Hotley and 2016 winners Memelody Sundowns played to a 2-2 draw in Cairo as Al Hotley hunt for a maiden Group B victory. Staying with football news, host Egypt crashed out of the CAF Under-20 Africa Cup of Nations after they were torn apart by ruthless Senegal 4-0 on Saturday. Senegal had already qualified for the quarterfinals before facing Mahmoud Gabba's young pharaohs in the final Group A fixture at the Cairo International Stadium. The result eliminated Egypt, who finished with just one point behind Mozambique, Nigeria 
and Senegal. In the meantime, the Flying Eagles of Nigeria beat Mozambique 2-0 in Ismailia to qualify for the quarterfinals of the CAF Under-20 Africa Cup of Nations. The Flying Eagles scored two goals in the first half through Samson Lowell and Ibrahim Mohamed to secure second place in Group A. The record seven-time champions of the CAF Under-20 Africa Cup of Nations moved six points, while Senegal topped the group with nine points following their four-nil thumping of host nation Egypt in Cairo. Hi guys, I'm Ferdinand Omanyala, the fastest man in Africa, African 100-meter record holder. And now you're listening to Sunny's Side of Sports on The Voice of America. Africa's 100 meters record holder, Ferdinand Omanyala, set two world leading times following his victory at the second leg of Athletics Kenya track and field weekend meet at the Nyanyo National Stadium on Saturday evening. The reigning Commonwealth Games 100 meters champion set a new lead of 9.81 seconds to erase the 9.86 seconds time he set on Friday at the same venue. Omanyala beat Samuel Imeta to second place in 9.94 seconds and South Africa's Enrico Behintes to third in 10.22 seconds. We're on the right track just to maintain so that uh, August and September gets us still in the same shape. Uh, I think I'm um, going off for like one and a half months uh, just training and then the next race is on 12th in South Africa and then the next will be on 26th in South Africa still. And then the Botswana Concentral Tour and then you come back for the Kipkeno Classic. I am Samson. Omale in Abuja, Nigeria. And that wraps up the February 27th edition of the show. Thank you for tuning in. I'm VOA's Sonny Young in Washington, and that's the sunny side of sports. I get it. This is VOA News. 